Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Uh, for once being on top of what everyone is talking about, we're going to discuss The Book of Boba Fett. The latest Star Wars entry for Disney+, Plus, directed by John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and I think... A Robert, lot of, a lot of Robert Rodriguez. Mostly Robert R. G. Robert Ro- Robert Rodriguez of Spy Kids and uh, also Bryce, Dal- Bryce Dallas the- Howard, my girl. She directed oh, yeah, that's episode. Right, she that's true. Episode. The yeah. best episode. All right. <laughs> um, do we want? Do you just want to? I feel like we should take this one episode by episode, even I, right off the bat. I really do too, because it's like a it's like a roller coaster of how I feel about this. Yeah, I can't talk about my general feelings of this show without going yeah. through the show first. Okay, so first episode, Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, this opens with Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit. Correct. And kind of picking up where we left him at the end of The Mandalorian. Right. Taking over Jabba the Hutt. Taking over for Jabba the Hutt, I guess, as Daimo of Mos Espa. Um, this episode's fine. Sure. I mean, look, it was, we've solved the mystery of how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. Very exciting. Look, here's how I felt on this first episode. Yep. And I, I think I already covered this some on the, on the, the when we spoke about this before, but I'll say it again. You know, with the Mandalorian, they kind of gave the Mandalorian all the shit that we think is cool of Boba Fett. He's a bounty hunter. He has a cool outfit. He's always in the cool outfit. He's mysterious. Uh, you know, he has a sort of badass Clint Eastwood uh, vibe. And it's really cool, but it's all the cool shit about Boba Fett. So when this starts, we're, I think in trying to make it different, they made it start off kind of not cool. Mm. Like he doesn't, he's not doing any cool Boba Fett shit. He always has his mask off. Uh, if you would have asked me right after the first episode what I thought of Boba Fett, I. I would have said, oh, you mean that that show with the old, fat, bald guy waddling around in the desert in his pajamas? Uh, I, I'm not too into that show. And I should say, you know, you know, I'm old. I probably someday I'll, I'll be bald. I'm fat sometimes. So, you know, I, I, and I wear pajamas. So I should enjoy that representation. But I like, I always like that Boba Fett, you know, could be anybody under there. He could be a... A white dude, a black dude, a lizard dude, a robot dude. He could be you. Yeah, you know, he was like the electric company version of Spider-Man. Uh, so uh, the first episode did not do it for me at all. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I feel like uh, yeah, that part of the appeal of Boba Fett, the enduring appeal over mm-hmm. the long time is he doesn't say much or do much. So there's a lot of room to just put right. whatever you want into that armor. Right. Uh, personality, you know, person, whatever. And yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's a bit of a cool nod to bring it back and bring Tamora Morrison back as he was the original Jango Fett in the, in the prequels. And we'll get into more nods to the prequels, I think, as this, this thing goes on. But uh, if for 100%, I mean, it's not it's not cool. And I, I mean, look, I don't know if he ever gets cool, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, and I'll, I'll say one more thing. I don't know, you know, my pot, my opinion of this will get more spoilers. We'll get more positive as it goes on. But I still don't know if casting him as this was right because sooner or later, it's looking like we're building towards you know a bigger sort of 
tapestry of lots of Star Wars shows interacting with each other. And at some point, we're going to see Cody and Rex. And we're going to have to explain, which they've already tried to half-ass do, why Boba Fett, who should be 10 to 15 years younger than them, is the same age as them and same body shape as them. It's the back to tank. Well, I think... I think we'll see Cody very soon. I do too. Um, or at least, God, I fucking hope we do. <laughs> right. Which would make sense then because it will take place like 15 years prior to this show. Right. If we see Rex now in this new version, that certainly will be a problem. Right. Uh, I think it's a slow start. I was, wasn't was on board, off board. My opinion of it was about the same as it was going into it, which was I had no excitement for this show, right. and this didn't really do anything to sway me. This is the space ayahuasca bit, I think, is in this one, which was a fucking odd choice, <laughs> I thought, for this show. That is definitely something that Robert Rodriguez has brought to the table. You guys ever done ayahuasca? <laughs> what if we did it in space? Right. He, he, that dude very much... For most of this, he's Spy Kids, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. But for that part, he's like Machete, Robert mm. Rodriguez. It was weird. But, you know, it's everyone complains about the Tuscan bit. I like those parts of this show. I hated that he was in a fucking back-to-tank. Right. Like, remembering it. Yeah. I would have much preferred this show simply start when he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, mm. his shit with the Tuscan Raiders, and then, like, ending with him getting his armor back. To be fair, whatever. I imagine that was the bit that people would be the most interested in. So yeah. I, yeah, I don't mm. know why you couldn't just do it sequentially. Uh, for sure, uh, more to Hurt's point about, uh, you know, Tamura Morrison, I don't think it's necessarily a problem with just him coming back, but we definitely need somebody with some charisma to carry us through these first three episodes, <laughs> and neither of those two motherfuckers are the ones to do it. We'll <laughs> talk more about it later. There's a character that comes into this show that absolutely should have been introduced earlier, mm-hmm. probably right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, chapter two, the tribes of Tatooine. Um, episode one ends with like a assassination attempt and... They catch an assassin. This one opens with them interrogating. You find out that the mayor of Mos Espa hired them, and that two of Jabba's cousins, the twins, uh, are vying also for his reign. Why weren't they doing this before? Because Jabba's been dead for like five years. <laughs> right. And Bib Fortuna didn't seem like he had a for, for Correct. grasp on things. Space is big. You know, it takes a while to get places. It's I, not like the, the, the huts look like they move particularly dude, fast. This is the coolest version of the huts, though, in my opinion. Like, I agree with that. I thought they were actually like legitimately, I get why people would be afraid I of I just want to figure out, like, I, I don't want to know. But, like, the only reason them as a species could survive is if they're just insanely wealthy. Like, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, for sure. There's, there's no other way they could do any of the thing because they physically could not amass whatever they're doing. So there's a little bit of me that wants to know, like, how did they get so goddamn fucking rich? Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah, that mu- they must have been rich for, like, millions of years <laughs> yeah. that they've evolved into this. What do we think of, uh, this is also the, introduction, the episode that introduces Black Chrysanthemum. Yep. Uh, who is a comic book character. He is. Hmm. Uh, One of my comics just shot up in value the very next day. Yeah. Brought to live action Wookiee bounty hunter who has both fought and teamed up with Boba Fett in the past, I believe. So I thought it was a cool addition. I I thought that guy was like, he looks fucking cool. It translated from the screen, I mean, to the pages of screen. Well, I fucking like, as soon as he saw, I saw that dude, I marked out for that shit. That was good. I like that. They had his knuckles. Yes. Fucking cool. I, I mean, look, there may be a time where we use Wookiees enough that they're not cool, but we haven't hit that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wookiee shows up on screen, it's still pretty cool. Um, I like that point. 
I will say this episode, I started to be like, why am I having to spend so much time with the Sam people? I don't give a shit about space dances with wolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have space mobster stuff. It was very well, space dances I with mean, wolves. so I want to get into that more as we get... Which for- we've already seen with Avatar. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. totally. As we get further along. But like, what in this gives you the indication that Boba Fett even really wants to be a crime boss. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't it seem like he wants to manage a Walmart more or something? That definitely... He he does not seem very interested in the crime bit of the being a crime boss. Big Walmart greeter energy from Boba (laughs) Fett in this one. No, if... You know, no one but me. I'm talking to myself here. But he's exactly a soap opera mob boss. Soap operas always have mob bosses, and they're always not doing crime. They're always <laughs> keeping the real criminals out of town. It's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we're going to come back to that point. Yeah. Because it ends in an interesting place. Mm-hmm. Episode three, which is probably the um, most widely debated episode this one definitely uh, like people have opinions on this and yeah. i i do is definitely the streets of moss espa um you find out that the tuscans were murdered by a bike gang and oh. boba fett wanted revenge and then because cyclical storytelling he recruits a bike gang in the <laughs> future to help him uh, fight the huts oh by the way it's not the huts all along it's the fucking Pikes, because Dave Filoni can't help himself. It's important to me that we note here for anybody that hasn't watched the show that the Street Toughs biker gang are less Street Toughs and more just like cyborgs I, saved by the bell. Here, here's the thing with those guys. There should have just been every time there was on screen, someone like Gilbert Godfrey should just walked out of the corner and said, they're mods on mods. <laughs> Get it? You know, they're mods with mods. Like, it's... I, I fully got on board with this episode. This uh-huh. episode, I realized that it was very much into the sillier aspects of Star Wars. And I love the sillier aspects of Star Wars. But back to the mods with mods. Uh, you know, riding around in their space vests. Yes. Let's, let's, let's do the roll call on them. There's a hairdo girl with no sleeves who speaks with the Empire accent. I know there's a lot of British accents in space, but hers is specifically the Empire one. She, she needs to bring a little of that hottie off. There's motherfucker who looked like Doctor Who, which is what Sarah named him. Because as soon as she, like the second time she saw him, it's like, why are we always having to look at this motherfucker that looked like uh, Doctor Who? There's um, T.I. with one eye. <laughs> That's a great fucking name. <laughs> and, then, and then there's the other guy. And they're just riding around on their space vessels. Not very fast either. That no. chase is super slow. Yeah, it's a but, bad chase. Oh, it's really fun. I, but, I really enjoyed the space but, chase scene. <laughs> My my best buddy Zach was just enraged by that part, so I was like looking forward to being enraged by it. And I actually thought it was fun. When I, I don't it. understand because yeah, a lot of people were angry about yeah. this. But if you fucking watched a second of Attack of the Clones, which mind you is American graffiti in space, <laughs> they're fucking hot rod speeders. There's a fucking diner. There's a <laughs> moody teenager trying to win over a girl's affection. It's American graffiti. The only thing it's missing is in Harrison Ford, and he pops up in a later movie. So, like, I don't understand how you can watch that and be like, that's not fucking Star Wars. That's the most George Lucas shit we've seen. Yeah, I know. I 100% agree. It's like, again, the thing is with this, you know, 
This is, you know, everybody talks about, hey, man, I want to see practical effects. I want to see practical things like that. You know, the thing is, sometimes in in high def, practical looks silly. Yeah. You know, a rubber mask looks like a rubber mask in high def. And you may not love that, but I fucking loved that. And this was the episode that I sort of realized that. I'll also say, this episode, I got on board with the uh, Sam People story and was sad that it wrapped up. It had sort of like flipped. And at that point, I was like, no, I want more of the Sam People and less of the... Uh, the Moss Espa. I mean, I, I think I, I see where you're coming from, but also, no more sand people also means no more Boba Fett in pajamas. That's which, true. Which was a but nice by improvement. That point, he had gotten the cool black robe. Uh, that was also pajamas. That, but they were much nicer, even comfier pajamas. <laughs> they were comfier, <laughs> but they were sexier. Sure. Justin, uh, what did you think of the hot rods? I, I had a fun time with. It. Like, yeah. Again, I, I very much also felt it was like the the goofy side. It reminded me a lot of the, uh, um, episode two, the the chase through the city, yeah. except mm. you know. On a much smaller, it's dumber scale. You know, the line was like, uh, Anakin's <laughs> like, you know, I always have to pick out the best models. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I, so I, I thought it was pretty fun. Also, this one's got, this uh, episode's got some fun cameos in it. It's got uh, fucking Steven Root. If you guys told me Steven Root was in yeah. Star Wars, <laughs> I would have watched this shit earlier. Yeah, no I could have swore we said that in the text. I 100% said that. I, <laughs> said oh, that shit, I, don't, I don't read our text. Yeah. Um, I was I was also kind of disappointed that spoiler alert he didn't come back to be like a yeah. later villain because <laughs> yeah. I really thought he was going to uh, and also a fucking Danny Trejo for no reason in this uh, one I mean for one very good reason Robert Rodriguez no was no there. that's absolutely yeah. why also a rancor dude yeah. when we, uh, I love the rancor uh, you know now that we're doing multiverse shit on everything multiverse 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 I want a movie that's the multiverse of Danny Trejo's just every Danny Trejo character in one movie uh, which is all the same per- character. Particularly because in Spy Kids, he's Uncle Machete. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, the, the crossover is <laughs> it's right there. Right. Is this the one that has Max Rebo in it? I don't know. He's in one of them. Yeah. He may die in another one. We don't know. This one and the next one kind of blur together for me. Yeah. So the next one is The Gathering Storm. You know, I think it's this one that has Max Rebo right. in it. Another flashback episode. It's heavily Boba Fett and Finnick Shan um, getting his fire spray gunship, changing the name from Slave One. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I don't really remember what happens outside of. Oh, uh, fucking. It's just more Pike shit. Thundercats in it. They have the bank. I don't, I don't know why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, Star Wars draws the weirdest. I mean, Star Wars and Game of Thrones draw just like the weirdest collection of Dude, people to cameo. I fucking love that bit, though. <laughs> I love the music going on. Like, it felt very. I, it was a dumb comparison. It felt very like Neo at the fucking club sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's definitely what they were going yeah. for. When that song when that song started, it's like, are we about to play Tekken in Star Wars? Like, yeah. what's going on? Uh, this is uh, the the present bit is Boba has the, like the council meeting with the other crime bosses right. where he's like I'm gonna fight the Pikes just don't do anything which once again is is more to my point of he doesn't seem very good at being a crime boss right. because <laughs> they have absolutely no incentive to do either of the things he said he didn't even like remotely threaten them a little bit they, if they totally don't get what, they totally get what they want yeah. which yeah. is not do anything yeah they and like none of them look trustworthy I no. mean granted they should have been scared by. How do you say his name? I keep wanting to say Black Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthem- Black Chrysanthemum. Oh, that is it. Okay. Yeah. Chrysanthemum is pretty close. Chrysanthemum. Okay. <laughs> Chrysanthemum. But, um, but, you know, uh, who I guess this is also the episode where he gets fully on board, which is I'm fucking down with. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Return of the Mandalorian. And this episode was a fucking shocker beginning <laughs> to end. Right. 
Um, you pick up with Din Djarin. Spoiler, Boba Fett not in the episode at all. At all. Right. Where he is on uh, a Halo ring and uh, eventually finds his clan, gets kicked out because he's shown his face. Man, I feel so fucking bad for him. Like, that was like one of Because at first I was like, why the fuck is this dude going back here? And then I'm like, this is all he's ever known. Like, yeah. he was raised with this shit. This right. is like going home to him. Uh, and yeah, they just like kicked him right the fuck out. He also gets a new spaceship, which is an N1 Starfighter from Naboo. I also want to talk about this because, like, you know, this the whole rest of the series from this point is just, like, throwback, callback after callback kind of thing. Uh, and, like, sure, I like, I like the Jedi ships from the prequels. They're fun. Right. They're cool looking. But, like... I feel like there are practical reasons for a bounty hunter to have a bigger ship. <laughs> no, like he, no. he often carries people from That's one true. place to another. Yeah. Where the fuck is he going to put that in that thing? That's a really good point. Yeah, um, you know, this, you know, everybody says, oh, this was just an episode of The Mandalorian. It wasn't just that. It was like the best episode of The Mandalorian. It's kind of like weird that they put it in another show. But... um, you know, again, my feelings at this point were kind of torn because I fucking loved this episode. This episode mm-hmm. was great, but then it was almost like, man, I had just gotten on board with Boba Fett, and now you're kind of showing me the problems with it. Right. Yes. You yeah. had the Mandalorian show up, and he's doing all this cool-ass Boba Fett shit. I mean, look, I did not enjoy much of the, uh, the whatever the Luke planet is. I like the planet. The planet's cool, but I did not enjoy much of the stuff we did. Was that in the episode? No, we're not at Luke. Okay, okay. I thought that was in the same episode. I watched them all back to back. No, so I will say to that point, though, this really telegraphs what's going to happen next. She's like, look at this little cute hole thing. You could put an astromech there, but you don't need one. Right. (laughs) What the fuck is he going to put in there? (laughs) Which brings us to the next episode. From the desert comes a stranger. Uh, you find out at the end, uh, Finnick Shan tells uh, Din and she's got a job for him. He's like, I gotta do so. I gotta visit a little friend first. So then the next for no reason, there's no reason that he has to do that right no, now. No, right. correct. That can wait. Um, he goes to a planet. We don't know which planet. No. Um, where we see Luke training Grogu and Ahsoka's there. I want to. I want to take a break here because it's something that I really liked about this show that uh, this episode does well. That oh, I, fucking Cobb Vance back too. Also that. Uh, from the very first like, yeah. f- first minute of the mm-hmm. episode, but uh, you know, I feel like this actual series, minus the act- the the main characters and whatever, is back to what Star Wars has always been about, which is selling toys. Right. <laughs> because the, the amount of new like aliens and creatures and droids and shit that were dope looking were great. There were right. like like at least one memorable one per episode. Yeah. The little spider drones on. on Luke's planet were cool as shit. Fucking BD one, or it yep. may not be BD one. I don't fucking think it is, but BD. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, that reminds me of something I meant to mention in episode three. Another thing that really got me on board uh, when I realized that Boba's protocol droid was Matt Berry. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll have more on Matt Berry later in the episode. It's amazing but, that but, he hasn't been a droid yet. Yeah, yeah. No, he's so perfect like, droid. Perfect voice. for it. Yeah. Um. So. I have a couple of issues with this episode. One, it looks cool. Like, it, it does look good. But, God, I want a conversation between Luke and Ahsoka so bad. There's I, so much shit. Why did we not get to see it if I, you're going to show I just that? want them sitting at a table. and yeah. her Because definitely, he needed her advice in this mm-hmm. episode. And she was like, no, I'm just going to let things happen. Yeah. And, uh, if, and if there's one thing that both of them need is to talk about Anakin a little right. bit yeah. to somebody. With each other. Like, yeah. It was really relevant to, that, relevant to the outcome of this episode. Yeah. Correct. Uh, 
also, the, I mean, he has a literal sister, but in a lot of ways, Ahsoka is more of a sister than Leia is. 100%. We should see that. We should definitely. It should be. It's one of the things that I'm kind of bummed we're going so hard with live action because I feel like they could play that out more without it having to worry about mm-hmm. how long you know, it goes before it looks weird, how deep you're going in the uncanny valley if it was just all animated. So let me ask you guys a question. Should you recast Luke? Yes. Two, are we all in agreement we're going to get more Luke Skywalker? Because it, it seems that it way. It feels like it. I think we're getting more everybody. I think they're going to try to do everybody at some point. I mean, I feel here. here's my thing. I'll I'll save this at the end, but remind me at the end. I had another thing about bringing everybody. We'll, we'll do our best. Uh, I think that's by this the time we get to this episode, maybe even at the episode before. Even aside from just you know, it's fun to come back to the Mandalorian and that universe is fun. One of the things that these shows have done really well is just make the universe feel bigger. Yeah. Because there are so many characters all over the place that we have you know little amounts of investment in that we are excited to come back to in, in any form you know in any other show that people come into contact with one another. Um, and I think that's something that, that, you know, this episode really highlighted for me. Um, I, I think the one thing about this episode that's interesting to me is that I'm not saying the Luke stuff is filler, but the whole point of this episode, it begins and ends with the same thing, which is Cobb Vanth. And then you get the live action debut of Cad Bane, who is fucking awesome. He is so Very cool. He looks so fucking cool, yeah. right? Oh, my God. He looks cool. He should. He should. Uh, spoilers for the end of this fucking show. He should have been the villain from the beginning. He should have been the villain from the beginning. He should have been there the whole time because there were thematic reasons he should have been here the whole time. Yeah, I mean, spoilers for fucking Clone Wars, but after Django dies, Cad Bane kind of becomes Boba Fett's dad. He brings him into bounty hunting. Yeah, he's the reason he becomes a bounty hunter. And even then, Boba kind of leaves because Cad Bane is a little too ruthless. Right, right. And uh, this is a good, this show plays on that well i think it's good payoff if you watch clone wars it's just too little we needed more definitely also seeing how cad bane operated was really helpful in here's how you can get behind boba fett Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, because you know boba fett it's really hard to you know get behind the dude who you know you know took on solo but then at this it's like well he has a sort of code cad bane doesn't yeah Uh, cad bane also should have been the one to murder the tuscans 100% 100% oh, yeah, absolutely per- personally Dave but, John uh, listen and then you know Cad Bane shoots Cobb Banth which was very upsetting yeah oh, oh man because he's so Tim the Ollivant is so fucking cool yeah. yeah and and this role is just Tim the Ollivant in every other thing in space and I fucking love that I love it I mean yeah. I, I was two minutes into that episode and I texted you guys like <laughs> I just really want space justified <laughs> right, now right. because you can't tell me that fucking Walton Goggins wouldn't look good in space junk oh yeah. n- Man, I that would be the fucking death. just redo that whole show 100% in space. In space. I, I'm on board. I won't. I won't make one fucking complaint. <laughs> uh, brings us to the last episode. Wait, before, oh, before, go ahead. before we go, I think we should talk about the choice at the end. The, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Luke, you know, has Grogu, and uh, you know, first of all, going back, we missed the fucking best part of this whole show. Opens on R2-D2's head. Dude, incredible. Did, did, did I just fucking marked out. I was up and cheering for that shit. Uh, the, also, we should mention, is, is this a bench? Yeah. <laughs> that, that shit killed me. But, uh, but um, 
but so, you know, Luke is, uh, he comes there to give Grogu a gift, which is some, uh, some, uh, mithril armor yeah. made out of, uh, I want to know what happened to the rest of that goddamn spear. Cause it didn't all go into that chain mail. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, so, uh, then, um, at, at the end, Luke shows Grogu a lightsaber and he shows him the armor that's, you know, from uh, the Mandalorian and asks them to choose. And it's driving me much. I'm not, I'm not a prequel hater at all, but it's the first time I ever hated the fucking prequels because I need Luke to learn this. This is so fucking geeky, but I need Luke to learn this lesson. And he's not because he didn't in the prequels, but in the he, sequels, in the, yeah, in the sequels, I'm sorry, yeah. the sequel, the trilogy, because he defeated the Empire because of his attachments. He defeats the Emperor because he says, nah, fuck that. I'm not killing my dad. Like, you know, uh, every almost every good decision he makes is some, you know, Yoda or Ben is telling him not to do. And he's like, no, I'm going to stick by my friends. And it turns out to lead to the right thing. So for him to make Grogu make that choice really made me angry. I mean, that's fair. And I don't want to be angry at Luke Skywalker because he's my favorite. They have to do it, though. I know. Because of where we see he ends up, he has to make the wrong choice. It just sucks that he does it so early on. Like, why couldn't have, like, Luke done it his own way and then failed at something and then decided his way wasn't the right way and, you know, returns to older principles or whatever because also a thing and you know this is maybe me just reading too much into it but going back to return of the jedi for most most of the movie luke acts you know sort of detached and sort of calm and stuff like that like the jedis we would later meet but then when he throws down his lightsaber he turns back into luke he's still you know dashing young sort of what's what's the fucking word for somebody who believes that everything's going to be all right mm. optimistic sure. optimistic hero uh you know that he's been for the first two movies and uh it's just a bummer that he's back to this i don't know i, I loved everything else about this episode but that shit i did not do it was painful to watch yeah uh, I, I understand why it happens I just didn't necessarily like that. Right. Happened. I hated all of the Luke fan service, like the 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 running with the basket and like fuck all that shit. I hate. <laughs> I I even hated the fact that he gave him like the 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 option for choosing the Jedi way was one Yoda's lightsaber, not like his own posse, you know, make your own right. lightsaber bullshit. And also specifically after he, I don't know if he gets to see, but I have to assume that he can because they seem to be able to communicate through the force right. that like his most traumatic memory was with those fucking lightsabers that he's right. like holding on to. Don't give him like, this is your reward. Right. But of course he's going to fucking fake the chain mail. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. You just showed him a bunch of people dying with lightsabers. Yeah. Why would he take, make that choice? Yeah. Uh, this has been such a stupid theory that's going online, but because it's Yoda's lightsaber, technically in the comics we saw Yoda's lightsaber get destroyed by Inquisitors. Hmm. Um, so why would Luke have it? And everyone's like, "It's an alternate timeline sequel trilogy didn't fucking happen." <laughs> but um, to your point, hurt. That's, he, that's, he, just he, to be he clear, w- that's your Twitter. I haven't seen any of that shit. Uh, yeah, well, I see a lot of um, fucking opinions. Um, yeah, it can't fucking happen because he's. Luke Skywalker. Episode 7. <laughs> In the name of honor. Um, this is basically the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Finnick Chan, the street gang, Black Chrysanthemum versus the Pikes, and turns out everybody else. And everybody. So they got fucking betrayed. So we, we, we talk sometimes, tell you guys to follow our social media. You know, like it's mostly just me posting episodes. Sometimes I retweet things. Uh, but Christian, you tweeted something yesterday or the day before that was the most accurate 
thing about this series. You're talking but, about the action figure but particularly thing? particularly this episode. Yeah. Did you say that? Lot? Yeah, so um, I watched this episode. It was the most, like, child playing with his action figures <laughs> fucking thing. on it. Like, at one point, Boba Fett's riding a fucking Rancor, ripping a robot in half. There's a Wookiee shooting people and robot kid spinning around with his little pistol. It was fucking cool to look but, at. Dude, when Boba Fett comes out on the Rancor, it's like, Boba Fett's cool. They get it now. <laughs> this shit fucking rules. And man, I never thought I would need to see a Rancor eat somebody, you know? Because yeah. before, as a child, that was a traumatic event. You saw bones. Right. That was enough. But man, when he when he starts tearing apart those guys, it's like, man, he better get to eat one. He's a hungry <laughs> dude. He better get to eat one. And when he got He's to eat one, hard. I'm so fucking happy. Yeah. yeah. Now that we're at the end of this, the Pikes fucking suck. Like, they're fine in the cartoons. Right. I know they're like Filoni's huts, but God, they were not cool in live action. Don't fucking go back to that well. No, you know what you know what they looked like? They looked like the the fucking trade syndicate guys from the pre- prequels. Mm. Yeah. Which is not a good thing to look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh why was you know, I fucking I get it. Not everyone likes solo. It'd make it Kira. One hundred percent. Dangling plot line. Do something with that yeah. shit. What do we think? How do we think the show ends? I have a real big problem with it. What What is your? Well, I, you know, just I feel like I should talk a little bit more about the cool fighting because there was so <laughs> much of it. You know, I also going back to the Rancor. I really thought I'm going for a phrase here. I may not know how to uh, pronounce, but I I thought that Grogu was going to be the Duces Machina. But it was fucking. It was fucking the rancor, you know. Mm-hmm. That there was something you had planted in the back that's going to come solve everything. And I fucking loved good. That. Good reveal. Yeah. Uh, one. I, I was. I was genuinely worried that they were going to try and make man the Mandalorian or Grogu the hero of this of the Book of Boba Fett. Right. And at the end of it, they they made Bo- Boba Fett the hero of Book of Boba Fett, right. which was a great choice. And yeah, having mm-hmm. the rancor be that the Deus Ex Machina just. Fed right into that, right? Uh, and also, like, what a redemption arc for the Rancor, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, the Tuscans and fucking Rancor. They never really got their due in, yeah. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Baby Yoda falling asleep next to the Rancor is maybe the cutest thing. That's you pretty can have adorable. With a big yeah, slobber murder monster. Yeah. So this show ends literally. I think one of the last things Boba Fett says is, "We're not cut out for this life." Why the fuck did we have a show then? <laughs> Why the fuck Fuck does this exist? Right, right. That's a good question. If he all of that for him to decide, I don't want to be a crime boss. And so it brought me to the theory I posited to you, which is I think Boba Fett's just gonna be Dinjarin's general or something like that. I think that. you're probably right. I think I think this was a side quest in the in the Dinjarin thing and in the overall thing that we're leading to where all these shows kind of converge. So my my suggestion is twofold. Either A, if you want to tell these stories involving these like ten characters, but mm-hmm. you want to give them all your due, make it a fucking like anthology show. Make it like totally. n- the New Republic. And it's just fucking people in Star Wars. Right. Or B you should have made this Mandalorian season three changed maybe nothing about it and given like Bo-Katan two fucking episodes. Right. And then we could have walked out the end of it and been like, hmm, I wonder who the Mandalorian is now. Is right. Bo-Katan the Mandalorian? Is Boba Fett the Mandalorian? Is Din Djarin the Mandalorian? And it probably would have made more sense. Well, I think you said this last time we talked about it, that you think that what this really is, is about 
at some point, Din Djarin is going to realize he doesn't want to go back to the Mandalorians. He wants to build his own tribe. Mm-hmm. And Boba Fett's his first guy. Yeah. On that really, note, Grogu's his first guy. Boba Fett's right. his second guy. Yeah. On that note, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like going back to the, the Grogu well... I mean, well, first off, they made it important that you watch this fucking show to understand the next season of The Mandalorian, I guess. Like, if you if you don't... If you haven't watched this before, you're going to totally not... You're going to have, first yeah. of all, this everything you wanted to see spoiled by the recap, yeah. you know, so... But, like, on, on one hand, I feel like... You know, I understand that fucking Baby Yoda is is your most valuable property right now. I do like that they made fun of the name in the show. Yeah. Uh, I felt like that was appropriate. But there's another part of me that's like, I don't know, that's like the coward's way out to me. Like, they've, it was the same move I felt like having the Mandalorian in the Boba Fett show is, mm. um, but for the Mandalorian, where you're just like, you're, you're like, oh, we're scared to do something new. We're scared that these characters won't hold up on their own two feet. So we're just going to bring back in something that you love. Counterpoint though, you can't do Lone Wolf and Cub without the Cub. I mean, you can't, but they already did Lone Wolf and Cub for two seasons, and that wasn't enough for me. Okay, <laughs> uh, touche. So, um, a couple things from what you said. You mentioned making fun of the name. I should say that I like strangers and uh, with Candy now in this show more now than I know she's just a dirty, dirty whore. Amy Sedaris. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's weird that she's like had a second life as a Star Wars right. actor. Uh, second of all, my thing I was going to talk about where I think eventually we'll see everybody brought back, you know, obviously, uh, Black Chrysanthemum has a life debt to Boba Fett now. He's his guy. You know, he saved his life. He has to stay They're with the him. They're the anti-Han and Chewie. You, how can you not have Boba Fett and a cool murder Wookiee not fight Han Solo and Chewbacca? You can't not do that. It may be crappy when they get to it, oh, it's action they're going to have to try. I mean, to, to the action figure's point, there's a bit in the final fight where Chrysanthemum, I don't know what his fucking Chrysanthemum. name is. I don't give a shit. It's Chrysanthemum. Number one. <laughs> uh, he calls him... Uh, he has Crestos, another name. right? Yeah, yeah, another name, I, don't know. I remember. But, like, you know, he gets shot by, like, a million blaster bolts, right? right. Just keeps fucking trucking. And he keeps fucking trucking, and then, you know, Boba Fett comes and, like, gets his, gets his arm under him and, and carries him off to the side. And, like, you know, that's, that's what you're talking about, the life debt. He said, oh, yo, you're going to, I'll give you a nice uh, soak in the back to tank and you'll be fine. But, like, five minutes later, he's fucking back up and shooting. Somebody's picked up that action figure. like, he can do more cool <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, I love the bit where he can't hardly walk and like five pike guy and he just like stands up straight with his gun and just uh, it's great it's, it's fucking great yeah uh, I mean absolutely at some point a Han Solo cameo was filmed for this show and they were like mm, we should save it yeah totally we can do more with that yeah um, particularly with that obviously they're getting better at the deep fake shit. Luke yeah. looked a lot better this time than he did. The they first are also one. smart in that they didn't film him moving his lips a lot. They right. cut away. Right. Which was smart. So here's my question to you guys. Number one, it will be, there be a season two of this show? And second, if so, what do you think it'd be about? Because I have an idea. I mean, look, I kind of hope not, just because I don't. I still don't super care about the the main two people that we're involved in. But I'm sort of invested in the general Tatooine community, but also we've spent a lot of time on Tatooine. Too much time. With Tatooine. So it's okay for me to just leave it for a while. Right. We can just they can be little side adventures for other characters that we're going to establish. I definitely think we'll have more, but I have no clue. So what do you got? Well, it's not. I don't. I'm not going to like it, but I already have a feeling. The side quest that Boba's gonna go on next, because there has to be another one. Right. Fucking Mace Windu. 
Yeah. So you think he's still out there? Somewhere? I don't think so. I think they're going to make it so. That's right. correct. Uh, I think he's going to want revenge for his dad. And Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't want it. Because we've just we've belittled Order 66 so fucking much sure. to this point. There's like we keep just saying every Jedi basically fucking survived, <laughs> right. and it annoys the piss out of me. But yeah, I think that's what. Happened. I mean, who gives? And, and you know, Mace Windu has a pretty cool fucking death scene. Yeah, you know, let's get no, he doesn't. He fucking falls. Get the fuck <laughs> oh, out of here. Okay, but uh, what I'm when he is cool about it is mainly the Emperor's face when he realizes he has the upper hand. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I fucking love that shit. Yeah. yeah. Gets his arms cut off, right? And then yeah. falls the I think yeah. does it, both of them are just one. I can't remember. I think it's both. Maybe it's both. Because he's like... But he, he can go to Thundercat and get new hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking Thundercat. <laughs> uh, and this show ends up with the surprise mid-credits scene. Cobb Vance still alive. Because he's too fucking cool to kill Because he got him. shot I, in the I, shoulder. I, you knew he was alive. I, I w- I've never been happier that, you know, they pushed out on a death. Like, you know, yeah. like, I'm I'm so glad he's still around. I'm super excited to see what the cyborg version of him is like. Uh, yeah, way on board with it. So I got the impression he's the new Jabba because of what Boba Fett says, and now he's in the palace. I bet you are right. I bet he, Boba Fett doesn't want to do it anymore. He doesn't actually want to do that. Guys, that would have been such a better show. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, we may still get that Holy show. Holy shit. All these people, except for Cara Dune, are coming back. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm not even convinced. They're <laughs> in a couple fucking years. They're gonna be. Like, hopefully, they forget and they. Just Maybe bring... they'll just CGI her too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a way better show. Yeah. Fucking Timothy Oliphant. Be it. He's way more like a crime boss. Yeah. So I mean, the important question is: this show better or worse than Transformers? I think it's better than Transformers. I'm giving it some shit, but I I enjoyed some of the goofier aspects of it. We skipped over it, but there's a bit where they're sneaking into Java's palace, and there's just like this uh, a really slapstick scene where they're trying to capture some droids. Droid with the it's, ears. It's outstanding. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the leads are good, but by the last episode, it doesn't matter. They have enough interesting people and arcs that you don't need the leads to be good. I loved it. I think it's way better than the Transformers. Like I said, it was a roller coaster for me, but the sum of all the parts, I thought it was super fun. Uh, I'm going to say it's better than Transformers. I had fun with it. I think my biggest issues is just that I think it's marketed wrong. Mm. I just think, you know, the book of Boba Fett makes it seem like Boba Fett's the main character, and he's fucking, he's really not. Right. Um, This is just a, this is like four episodes of The Mandalorian, but you were too afraid to make him the uh, the main character four right. episodes of that show right you were fine making the mandalorian the main character of a few episodes of this show right but the reverse was not true right and uh yeah that that part was disappointing to me but the show's fine fair enough cool <laughs> shit in it though there is some cool shit in it book of boba fett it's uh, seven episodes it's pretty manageable even i could do it pretty quickly so what's next what's the next disney show uh the next one i believe is moon knight which oh, is right March 30th. Yeah, that's pretty soon. And then on the 45th anniversary of A New Hope, fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. <laughs> I keep forgetting it's actually coming out. It's, yeah. It's been so long, but... Yeah, I, I'm hearing that the internet's not excited, and I don't understand. I don't, I don't believe that that's true. We're mm. going to see when it comes out. Yeah, I think everyone's going to fucking freak out. I, I I can't see not being excited for that shit. If, if nothing else, I feel like horny Twitter is going to be oh, all yeah. about it. <laughs> so Lots of people are going to be very turned on when he says hello there to something. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And he will. And I will be turned on <laughs> exactly. by it. Exactly. Uh, so that's it for Book of Boba Fett. 
What have we been watching the last couple weeks, guys? Last I, week. I haven't watched much. The only thing I really have to talk about is what the fuck is going on on Attack on Titan? It's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, no, we had talked about this. Not only was he the villain the whole time, he fucking knew he was the villain yeah, the whole so, time. Well, I mean, so... Uh, spoilers, by the way, for this yeah, show. Spoilers for a lot of it, but if you haven't watched it, it, it well, it's not going to make any sense, even if you watch the first season. Because the show changes so much from what it is in the first season to what it is in the later season. But it's just so, like, I mean, you're right. He's, I think what it, what you said, you think is going to be the ending is absolutely going to be the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's something so tragic about this character who's, like, his whole thing from, like, fucking birth till now is, like, I just want freedom. And his whole thing from the, the very beginning is there's very literal giant walls that keep him from seeing the rest of the world. And he thinks that if he gets outside of those walls... The problem's going to be solved. Uh, he gets older. He gets outside of those walls. Realizes there are other walls, physical and and you know uh, uh, otherwise, that are preventing him from being truly free. Uh, and so now he's like he's gotten to this point where he's like uber powerful. He's he's he has all of the means at his disposal to change the world in a way that whatever he wants. Really, he's just almost an all powerful character at this point in the story. But. They've established for whatever the, the lore of the show is insane. Her, I'm not even gonna try and, and bring it in. On. <laughs> I I'm loving this because I you guys are telling me so much, and there's no way it could spoil anything. But no, you can't. But but it's it, they just established in the lore that he as his character and something that he has obtained over the course of the story. He's he's the only person in the entire world that can see the future. And so, as somebody who's desperately all he ever wanted was freedom. And now cannot even get it right. fucking anywhere because he knows what's going to happen and he can't fucking change it. Right. It's fucking sad. sad. Uh, and I mean, look, he's going to do some really bad shit because... Like fucking genocide. Like fucking like <laughs> super duper genocide. <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's something like there's something about that character that is just like every single time you think you've broken down one wall, a new bigger wall comes up and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a bummer. Dude, that bit with um, his dad and Zeke and he's like, you know, he showed me... Some things, and you know, now we know Aaron pushed yeah. his father to do these horrible things, yeah. and then now showed him the truth, and he's like, "What the fuck have I done?" <laughs> and then he sees his other son, he sees Zeke, and he's like, "I'm so sorry." Like I got it, and it was heartbreaking. Yeah, like there's nothing good for any single person in this show. There's no good outcome for. Anyone. I disagree with that. I like that's who the fuck is going to be happy at the end of <laughs> well, this. We'll see, but I mean, I, mean, I don't know about happy, but like I, I do think uh, I, I don't want to talk too deep about, about like what, but I think your your second suggestion on what the yeah. ending is is going to be because while it's a show that has a lot of dark material, it's not ultimately a hopeless show, and I think if Aaron wins is the hopeless outcome here, and I do not think that that is what the legend. Well, is. you know, both because of their history. And now the kind of backstory we've given her, which is there's one person who's been really great at killing yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, by the way, she's related to that yeah, person. Yeah. It seems like the there's the only place the show can end, I think. Yeah. But. It's really good. It's fucking it good. good. And it, every it. week I watch it and my fucking jaws on it's, the well, floor. Well, that, that's the thing for me that it amazes me about it. it. Is it so organically, like as somebody who's consumed a lot of stories, in adulthood I suspect this happens to both of you guys mm. too, it's harder for me to be surprised by things that 100%. happen. 100%. Um, not necessarily that I'm like good at like predicting, but like when things happen, it's like, oh, that's like this other thing that happened. You know, like, I don't know, it just, 
there are only a certain number of ways that things can go. Right. Um, and so it's not surprising when something happens. This show does such a good job episode to episode of just like swinging the tides of, of like, you know, of, of battle or whatever, like so wildly to one side that it seems absolutely hopeless for one side or the other. And then turning it in the other way, in a way that makes narrative sense in the story in fucking that, 20 minutes that I was not expecting. Right. Yeah. Like there's, there's an, ep- an episode, two episodes ago where you're positive. It's fucking over yeah. <laughs> the whole story is over and then it's not uh it's great it's, it's really good mind-boggling what, what platform do i watch this on? i think it's all hulu. on hulu yeah okay yeah um the only other thing like I, I wanted to say about it is that it was hyper gory and gross for a while and then i feel like they kind of moved away from it but now they are back on it <laughs> fucking hard yeah um it is not for the faint of heart <laughs> when it comes to i mean you just really got to be comfortable with humans being eaten right on. a lot yeah uh, but yeah, Attack on Titan. Better than Transformers. Um, so I said I was going to talk more about Pat, Matt Barry later. Uh, this is probably something everybody else went through years ago, probably at the dawn of streaming. But me and Sarah just started watching the IT crowd. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, great. And, and man, I you know, I've said often lately that I could never go back to working amongst people again. But if I could do exactly that, <laughs> work in a basement with one other dude and a boss who doesn't have a clue. I would do that. That's fucking fair. fucking great show. Super fun. The first boss, not the the lady boss, but yeah, the head boss. He's the good. first first boss is good, but the show really takes off for me when Matt Barry shows up. The the gun scene is my it's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, there is there is a uh, fight with a transsexual that we definitely could not do today, <laughs> but goddamn is it is it yeah. a funny fight. Uh, so this led me down the road of also I started watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I was yep. hoping you were going to say And it. that shit is also it's really fucking good. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, wh- one other thing, and this kind of ties into it. The other day, uh, you know, I was doing something. I walked through. Sarah had started watching Logan Lucky. Always a fan. I'm sure I've, in what my watching, what we're watching, uh, covered Logan Lucky at least four times. And I'm about to again. Uh, but I just love every fucking second of that movie. But one thing I saw in this time that disappointed me is I realized the Seth MacFarlane role is Matt Berry. Mm. They had to have wanted Matt Berry for that role and didn't get him. Mm. But also, uh, a fun thing, you know how, you know, on everything, there's an algorithm that's like trying to predict what you want, you know, whether it's what you're reading on Twitter or what you're watching on on, uh, Netflix or whatever, and it never fucking gets it right. It's always vaguely insulting. I always, when I watch uh, Logan Lucky, it's like, man, that's a great fucking movie. What's another great movie? And then I'll put in the nice guys. Uh, Hulu started playing the nice guys then. <laughs> so Hulu maybe they're, understands. They're getting their shit yeah. together. That's all I got. Outstanding. I don't have much to talk about. It's mostly anime that nobody cares about. Uh, none that are, I think are super that worth mentioning besides Attack on Titan. I will plug uh, a podcast I listen to all the time that I've talked about before, which is My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's like my default. I listen to it while I'm just doing anything um, to, to just distract my brain. Um, and the general sort of premise is... They do advice. They used to do it off Yahoo Answers and like user submitted questions. Now Yahoo Answers is dead. So it's it's mostly user questions and some other format things, but it's mostly just like those are leaping off points to like whatever the fuck that they get on. But sometimes they have intro bits to their episode that just go on. Uh, And in this particular one, it was the three of them talking about, the three brothers talking about how the night before they had, I guess, 
lost some kind of internet podcast award <laughs> to uh, the podcast that's done by uh, Will Arnett, uh, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Smartless. Smartless. <laughs> and at the beginning of the podcast, I'm pretty sure from the from the very get-go, they weren't even like aware that this thing was on until somebody <laughs> texted them the results in the morning. Right. But they just keep hammering away at it for like 20, 30, 35 minutes to the point where once they get the... Like at some point down that line, like I don't even think that they know whether or not that they feel insulted by not getting this award <laughs> that they didn't know existed. It's fucking hilarious. I I, I want to say this about Smartless. I think the three people on that show could do a good podcast together, but the fucking uh, the fucking premise sucks. The idea that one of them is always surprised by who the guest is. Or is it two of them are always two? Two of them are always. It means that two of the guys are always just have their fucking dick in their hand. Mm. Just are like, well, what am I going to say now? You Mm. know, and it would be a lot better if they were. It was, you know, that basically two of the guys turn into the Chris Farley interviewing character. The uh, it was pretty cool when you, you know, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's it for me. My brother, my brother, me. It's always a great time. Cool. We don't know what we're doing next week. No. All right, that's fine. Something I mean, else in on brand. What we could possibly? I'm I'm not sure if I can get done with it in time, but we could possibly do. Uh, what's it called? The fuck? Peacemaker. I haven't watched a second. I haven't of watched it. a second of it either. I've I, I've watched one episode and it's fucking phenomenal. But the episodes are like full hour. I I can I I cannot I can't to that this guarantee week. <laughs> yeah. that it will happen. Yeah, we'll see what happens next right. week. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if you have any thoughts for us about Boba Fett or the Disney. Uh, Star Wars universe in general, reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. See you guys later. Later. <laughs> <laughs>